Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hey, it's Nick. I'm so glad you're here listening to the show because number one, I really appreciate the support. Number two, it tells me you are a committed business owner who's really ready to grow and up-level and is ready to make the world a healthier place with the gifts and the talents that you share. I have an opportunity for you to step into your next level and to sell and serve in a bigger way than you ever have. I have limited spots available for my next level group coaching program, and I want you to grab one of them if you are really ready to go big. We start at the beginning of January 2022. If you get in now, you have some amazing bonuses that we'll be doing in December, and I want to chat with you to see if this program would be right for you. So click on the show notes link that has the opportunity to book a call with me, and let's get on the phone and find out, is this the right fit for you? If it's not, no big deal, but let's find out because I want to help you make this world a healthier place and do it in a bigger way than you ever have. Can't wait to chat with you soon. Hello. I have a super powerful talk for you tonight about four steps you can take to transform your money story because money's like the biggest story on the planet. And you know what else? You know what else about money? Until you get your relationship right with money, you're going to have a lot of trouble making it. You're going to have a lot of trouble as an entrepreneur until you level up your story with money, your mindset around money. And it's absolutely one of my favorite topics to talk about because I know what a game changer it was for me when I transformed my money story. And I don't want you to think that I've transformed it and I'm good. I'm still working on it. And I want all of us to understand it is not a destination that you get to with your money story. It's a journey and it's always a work in progress progress, and we always want to be up leveling. So I'm here to tell you some things today that are going to help you transform your own story with money. Transforming your money story is like one of the absolute best things you can do to really, truly up level and really, truly take that next step into your journey as an entrepreneur. And the biggest thing you're going to have to do as an entrepreneur is continue to up level yourself personally. You're going to have to investigate beliefs that you have around money and work and, you know, all kinds of things. And money is the biggest one that I would say you're going to go the furthest, the fastest once you start to look at it and think about it differently. So I'm going to share four tips with you tonight that are going to allow you to do that. I wrote some notes down. I also have some post-it notes on here. One of the post-it notes is a quote from my client session that I just had because she said something that was so profound. I was like, I got to write that down. So let me go over these four steps with you because this is so super valuable, important, and necessary for you in your journey as an entrepreneur. First of all, these are four steps to transform your money story. I want you to keep in mind, everybody's got a different money story. Everybody's got a different variation of it because we were all raised differently and we were all raised in different places and we all have different ideas around this. Some of us might've been raised by somebody who had a very high level of wealth consciousness. Some of us were raised by somebody who doesn't have any idea what wealth consciousness is. Some of us were raised by people who don't understand what entrepreneurship is. You know, we're all at different stages. So I want you to know your money story is unique to you So don't go comparing yourself to anybody in any way, but especially with your money story. And don't make yourself wrong for it. 
It's okay if you've carried around the saying your whole life that money doesn't grow on trees. It's okay because you didn't know any better. You didn't know that that was just a bullshit story that you were perpetuating that isn't the truth, but was holding you back in your relationship with money. But, you know, I like to say when you know better, do better. So don't go around judging yourself. These, the, your money story is not meant for you to shame yourself over, judge yourself over, or make yourself wrong in any way. Because the awareness that you have now that you want to change it is what you need to celebrate. Okay? So this is not about you making yourself wrong for thinking differently your whole life. This is about you making yourself right for knowing there's a different way you want to think. And it's okay if you believed a different way your whole life. Now you're just open to receiving new information and moving forward with different beliefs. And that's part of the up-leveled next level you. All right. So step one to transform. And these are, these are things that I've been doing. I've been practicing for over two years. Okay. I wrote these steps down. I actually wrote some of my old money beliefs down and what I chose to change those beliefs to. So I'm going to give you some of my personal stuff in here too. All right. So these are the steps that I took. Number one, learn the truth about money. I didn't have any other way to know anything about money other than what I was taught, what I was exposed to growing up. And so my idea of money was like what Susie Orman told me or what my dad told me or what, you know, some, I don't know, banker might tell me when I was signing up for a new account at a bank. Like we have a limited understanding of what money actually is because it's just based on how we were raised and how we were taught about money. And I want you to learn the truth about money. So one of the things I wrote down is money is neutral. That was a tough one for me at first. I'm like, what do you mean money is neutral? Like I thought it was money. I thought of it as good and bad. And money isn't anything other than a neutral thing. And what I wrote down is it's not good or bad. People can use, misuse, live and die by it. And it's no different than like fire. Fire can either create or destroy. Sometimes fire is good. Sometimes fire is bad. It's good when you're cold and you have a fire in your fireplace and it warms you up. It's bad if it's burning down your whole house. Same thing with water. Water can be good or bad. Water's good when you're thirsty and you're taking a sip of it to quench your thirst. It's not so good when you've got a leaky pipe and it completely tears out the bottom part of your house and everything gets destroyed because of the water damage. Yeah, that happened last year to us around this time. We had an entire, our entire first level was completely ruined from a leaky pipe that was just a slow leak. So it was like drip, 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 drip over time. Who knows how long? All of a sudden we walked into the bathroom one day and the whole ceiling was like completely, what's that called? Like caved in. And you could tell all the water was just sitting in there ready to like burst out. So anyways, water can be good or bad. Fire can be good or bad. Money can be good or bad depending on how you use it. So money is just neutral, right? So that's something that I really want you to understand the truth about money. It's just a neutral and it's not even real. Oh, that'll get really like really heated for some people to have that conversation because they're like, what do you mean money isn't real? I have money in the bank. That's real. I owe money to my credit card. That's real. Like I get that the exchange of money is a real thing because what you're exchanging it for is the service or the thing or whatever it is that you're purchasing. But money itself is just energy. It's not real. So I want you to get in reality with it's a society created construct where we needed a way to keep track of what we were exchanging. And so money was created. But in and of it, it's like saying time isn't real because it's not. That's also something that we made up in order to keep track of days and nights. But really, there, there's no such thing as it. So money is neutral. And the next thing I want you to know, the truth about money, money is abundant. 
There's no limit to your ideas, so there's no limit to the money that you can make. All right, money is really created from ideas, from inspiration, from beliefs that you have around your business and what you can offer to people. Money is created from your thoughts, from your ideas, and money is abundant. There's no limit to the ideas that you have. That means there's no limit to the money that you can make. So I wrote this down because it was in a book that I was reading the other day called 100 Ways, I think it's called 100 Ways to Create Wealth. It's a book on Audible. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I've really been enjoying it. And this quote stood out to me and I wrote it down to share with you. It's a quote by Steve Forbes. The real source of wealth and capital in this new era is not material things. It's the human mind, the human spirit, the human imagination, and our faith in the future. So did you hear that? Material things, that doesn't equate with wealth. What is wealth are the ideas you have in your head and how you choose to bring them into this world and implement them and serve others with them. Your ideas are your money makers. Your special sauce, your uniqueness, you being you, is your money maker. So the real source of wealth and capital is the human mind, the human spirit, the human imagination, and our faith in the future. So another another truth about money that I wrote down, I didn't write all of them down, but these are just things that I know. I, I went back and looked at some of my notes from when I was really originally starting to work through my money story. And I wrote down, it takes action to manifest and we are co-creating with the universe. So at all times, you're co-creating. That means you can't just sit around and be like, all right, I said I want a million dollars, world, bring it to me. Well, there's still action on your part. You're co-creating. So you've got to have the thoughts and the intentions and the beliefs that it's possible for you, but there's still action on your end that you need to take. So I wrote, it takes action to manifest and we are co-creating at all times with the universe. So be clear about what you want. Be clear about what you're intending on and what you're bringing in, but also be clear that you have your part to do as well. And a big part of what you have to do is believe that it's possible for you because none of the other stuff matters until you believe it's possible. All right, something else, and this is a big one. It's still a big one for me because it's hard. Have you ever had somebody give you a compliment and you can't receive it and you just, you have trouble? They're like, oh my gosh, you look so nice. And you're like, oh, well, I just did my hair finally. It's kind of like what I said to Maria where she was like, you look really pretty. And I was like, oh, well, I finally decided to get up and do my hair and do my, why couldn't I just say thank you? Why couldn't I, like, why did it have to have a justification for why my hair looks good today and why I have makeup on today? It doesn't need a story. What we need to get good at is receiving. So what I should have done in that example, when Maria said, oh, you look so pretty today, I should have said, thank you so much, Maria. I received that. And we need to be able to do that same thing with money. You know, we're so used to the giving and the giving and the giving. But when you're not open up to receiving, it's like breathing out air and then not breathing it back in. You're going to die. Same thing is true with money. You can't keep giving and giving and giving and not stay open to receive. So, and I wrote that, learn to receive, not just to give. It would be like breathing in and not breathing out or vice versa. So money always has to be flowing, just like your breath. You know, I heard a story, it was last year around this time, I was working at a volunteer event for my corporate job when I was still in it. And a friend of mine was telling me he was going through yoga teacher training. And he's like, Nick, did you know that when we breathe in air, we aren't actually sucking in air. I said, no, what does that mean? And he said, what we're doing is we're actually changing the shape of our lungs. And when we change the shape of our lungs, we receive air, not because we're 
sucking it in, but muscularly, we change the shape of our lungs and we receive air in. And I was like, oh my gosh, Alex, say that again. And he said it again. And then I said, the reason I wanted you to say it again is because I want to take out the the lungs and the like, I want to take all that out of it because what I heard is in order to receive, we have to change our shape. Okay. What that means to me is in order to receive anything, we have to change our shape, our beliefs, our understanding that we are worthy of receiving and we need to learn how to receive in order to keep giving. Because if you keep giving and giving and giving, it's again, it's like you're breathing and breathing and breathing and you're never breathing in. We've got to learn to change our shape, our understanding, our relationship with money, our relationship with what receiving is all about. You have to stay open to receiving. And a lot of that requires a lot of work around you and your beliefs and feelings around money. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of trouble receiving. So it's like if you go out to lunch with somebody and they're like, oh, here, I've got you. Like, let me let me grab lunch for you. And you're like, no, let me do it. And then you get in that. No, let me. No, let me. No, let me. Both of you want to give, neither one of you is open to receiving, but why? If somebody says, I want to buy lunch for you, thank you so much, I received that, that's so generous of you. They wouldn't say they want to buy you lunch if they really didn't want to buy you lunch. So we need to get over this like, I'm not worthy, or you know, like that person shouldn't have to, no, they don't have to buy you lunch, they've offered to buy you lunch, so receive. But we see it all the time because it's been modeled for us with our siblings, with our parents, with our friends, where people go, oh, no, let me buy. No, let me buy. No, let me buy. (laughs) Let me buy your lunch. Thank you so much. That is so generous of you. I received that. Trust me. I'm still working through this in many ways. We all are. That's why I said this is not a destination. This is an evolution. This is a journey. And your relationship with money has so, so, so much to do with your success as an entrepreneur. So. Those are step one, learn the truth about money. Step two, reclaim your worth, which what I mean by this, and and this is a lot of people, this isn't just women, but I'm going to address it as, uh, you know, for women, because we as women do tend to get this message more than men. As women, many of us have been taught that we are unworthy, we are not good enough, and that we're not capable of making money. Like, who are we to be a business owner? Who are we to be, you know, one of the, the providers for our family? Who are we to, to bring in 40K a month? Who are we? To, well, who are you not to? And ultimately, your worth around this is going to have everything to do with your ability to receive money for what you're doing. And your relationship with money, like I keep saying, is going to make all the difference in who you are as an entrepreneur. So So that you can open up to receive, look at where you feel unworthy and explore the real truth. So what is your real truth? And, you know, here's the quote that I wrote down that one of my clients just gave me today. She was kind of going back and forth of like, like we all do, who am I to do this? And do I really have the experience that it takes to show up and be this person that people are expecting me to be? And then she said, you know what? I have the authority on the roads I've walked. I loved it so much. I stopped right there in the session and I wrote it down. I was like, yes, you have the authority in the roads you have walked. Nobody else can speak to you and your experience and what it has been for you and what you've learned from it. Your worth is in who you are just for being you. Your creator put you on this earth and you are worthy just because you are on this earth. So your worth doesn't have to be earned. 
Your worth doesn't have to be given to you. Your worth doesn't have anything to do with anybody else or any certifications or any degrees or anything that you have done in your life. You are worthy just for being you. And that's a tough one for a lot of people, women especially, because we feel like we have to earn our worth. We feel like we have to do certain things in order to earn the right to feel worthy enough to do something. You know, I've been in this space long enough now that I have seen so many people, so many women who, like when I first graduated IIN, so I went to IIN for my health coaching certification. And we got out. And, you know, for those of you that went to IIN, you know, they give you a certification. It's this really big red, you know, envelope degree that says I'm a certified health coach. And a lot of people don't understand that's all you need to start practicing as as a health coach. And technically, you don't even need that because you know stuff from your own experience that you've learned. Maybe it made you feel better to have that certification. Maybe it makes it more official in your brain to have that certification. But I bet you knew everything that you're coaching people on before you got that certification. And what I saw a lot of the women do that I graduated with from IIN is they got that certification and then they didn't start coaching. They went to get another certification and then another certification. They were like, oh, I'm going to take IIN's gut health course. Great. Cool. I'm sure it's a great course, but that doesn't mean you can't start start coaching. Oh, I'm going to go get my yoga teacher training. Great. I'm not saying don't go get your yoga teacher training, but that doesn't mean you can't start coaching. You don't need another certification to start helping people. You don't need any certification to start helping people. And what I was telling somebody earlier today, I was like, you know, if people are so caught up on certification, I would ask them, what is your opinion on certification? What are you looking for in somebody that's certified? Like, find out what the, what, you know, if somebody's like, are you certified? Which if they are asking if you're certified, that's just a weird question anyways. They're probably not your ideal client. But if they're like, are you certified? Well, I'm curious. What is it that, that is very important to you about certification? Because my question would be, are you looking for certification or are you looking for results? I don't have a designated sales coach certification. There was no sales school that I went to other than the school of hard knocks, other than the real life school that I went through for seven years in learning how to make a lot of money. I sold millions and millions and millions of dollars for my company. I didn't have a certification to do that. I was just damn good at what I did. And now I'm here to pass on the same tips that made me successful with you so that you can have the same success, not only from what I learned in the corporate world, but what I also have learned in my three years of being a coach and owning my own business. And I'm not certified in any way in sales other than the best way to have certification, which is experience. Now, I have some degrees. I have a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. I have a degree in teaching high school math. I actually have some certifications from what I did as a salesperson. Like I went to different sales schools. I went to one that was called, uh, I forget what it was even, professional selling school. Went to that school, got certified, went to a couple of other places, got certified. But like, that's not where I'm teaching you from. I'm teaching you from what I know and what made me successful. So I want you to own your worth because you're ready right now to help people but where we fall short as women is we believe the things we've been told. We believe that, oh, who am I to do this? And IIN didn't really teach anybody anything new. It just was the vehicle to get the certification that made us feel more official. That's really what it comes down to. You know, it's like, I also coached basketball. I, I used to coach, so I played basketball. I played basketball through my entire life. And then I played in college. And then when I graduated college, I started teaching high school and I also started coaching the seventh grade girls basketball team. We were really good, by the way. In the four years that I coached, we were 82 and two. That was my record over four years, right? I only lost two games. Amazing players, amazing teams. 
I don't have a certification in basketball coaching. How did I create those results without having a certification in basketball? I don't even, is, is there a certification? I'm sure you can go to college for it. I don't know. Didn't have it. Didn't need it. My girls were amazing. We, we created it together and I created it from my own experience as a basketball player. Now I had a dad that, you know, was a really good basketball coach and I always went to him and said, what do I do here? What play do I, but like, I didn't have a certification. I was a really good coach. So I don't want you to feel like certifications are what give you your worth. You are worthy just for being here on this planet, just for your creator putting you here. And you know what you know because of the path you've walked. Your experience is what makes you an expert. So reclaim your worth and start doing some work around it. Do some healing work around it. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be perfect. But you have to change and shift your beliefs in your worth as a human being in order to receive and in order to change your relationship with money. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. All right, so step one was learn the truth about money. Step two, reclaim your worth. Step three, transform your beliefs. And this is where I'm going to get personal because I'm going to tell you a couple of things that were my beliefs. I have a whole list of them that I could go through, but I wrote down a couple. So when you're transforming your beliefs, you want to first find out what the beliefs are. Like, what are your money beliefs? Assess them, investigate, and ask yourself, are they true? You know, we just, we carry things with us for so long that we don't even question. Like earlier, I said, money doesn't grow on trees. That was one I heard my whole life. Not just from my parents, but from everybody around me. I grew up in Ohio. There was a Midwestern mentality around money. And a lot of it was that money was struggle. Money was hard to earn and money doesn't grow on trees and money is evil and only greedy people want money. I mean, there were a lot of like, now I'm just reeling out a bunch of them. There were a lot of them and I internalized them and I believed them without question because these were people that I loved and respected that were telling me these things. And there's nothing wrong with these people that, that love, that I love and respect telling me they were just passing on what they knew, what they learned. They're not doing anything wrong. Nobody's done anything wrong. What is wrong is if we don't wake up to the reality that our beliefs might not actually be true. If we don't wake up to the reality that we're allowed to question things and make our own rules around money and around life and around everything. So transforming your beliefs around money means you've got to question your beliefs and you've got to question if they're true. And one of the hardest things about this part is it's going to get really emotional at times because you're going to feel like you're questioning the person. You're going to feel like you're questioning the people that you love that passed these beliefs onto you. You're going to feel bad. You're going to feel shameful around it. You're also going to feel like, wow, 
have I really been believing that my whole life? And what's like, there's going to be all kinds of personal judgments and experiences that are coming up for you. So I don't want you to think that this is just a strategy of like, I'm going to follow these four steps that Nicole gave me and then I'm going to transform my, no, it's going to get messy. It's going to get emotional. It's going to challenge some of your relationships. It's going to make you question a lot more than just your relationship with money. I'm here to tell you from the battleground, from the, from the fire, like from doing this myself, it's going to cause you to question some of your relationships, some of the, the people that you love, but you're, it's not them. It's your beliefs that you're questioning and you're doing it for your own good and for their good. It's like, if you never question anything, like so many of you are in here and went to health coaching school because you started to question your beliefs around food and nutrition and lifestyle. And you discovered a whole different path because you were willing to question it. And you started to become healthier in ways that you'd never been because you were willing to question it. You were willing to question whether those fruity pebbles actually are good for you like they want you to believe because it says a certain label on the, like, oh, fruity pebbles are gluten-free. Oh, so they must be healthy, right? Bullshit. But you had the wherewithal to start to question that. Oh, maybe all the colors that, that fruity pebbles are are full of chemicals that aren't good for my body. Maybe that's why my gut health is all crazy and messed up. Maybe that's why I can't go have a normal meal without blowing up and needing to unbutton my pants. You started questioning things around your own health journey and it brought you to a whole new reality of health and wellness and lifestyle. Now your job is to do that same thing with money because now that you want to teach people about new ideas around their health and new beliefs around their health, in order for you to teach people, you're running a business. In order for you to run a business, you've got another up level that you've got to do and it's in your relationship with money. So congrats to you for being willing to challenge your beliefs around health and wellness. Now your next step is to challenge your beliefs around money. And that's how you're going to be able to step into this role as a successful entrepreneur because you're developing a completely different relationship with money, just like you're going to expect your clients to do with health and wellness. You're going to ask them to challenge their beliefs around health and wellness. And it's going to feel awkward for them. It's going to feel uncomfortable for them. Like one of my friends, this was like two years ago. This just came up for me. One of my friends, she's a mom. She and I were on a vacation. And while we were on vacation, we went to go grocery shopping because we were staying at this nice condo. We wanted to fill up, you know, we had a bunch of friends there with us. We wanted to fill it up with food so we could just hang out at the pool and hang out and, and relax. So we went to go shopping and she had bought Nutella which I don't have a problem with Nutella, but the reason that she bought it, here's what she told me. Cause I can't eat Nutella cause it has dairy in it. And it's just, you know, listen, I remember what it was like to eat it. I freaking loved it. I'd spread it on a sandwich with peanut butter and Nutella and peanut butter sandwich in a toaster. <gasps> I remember how good it was, but the reason she bought it is she thought Nutella was healthy because it was made from nuts. That's the kind of thinking that we now hear, because we're on the other side of it, we're the health and wellness people going, oh my God, you think Fruity Pebbles are healthy because it says gluten-free on the front? You think Nutella is healthy because it was made from nuts? And it hurts a little bit, right? When you hear somebody talking like that, you're like, oh, let me help you. Not that you want them to not eat Nutella or like hate Nutella, but they need to have an understanding that that's not the truth. Nutella isn't healthy. It's not the same as like a green smoothie, right? So, your ability to challenge and question your beliefs around health and wellness is now what you need to take and apply it to money. And that's how you're going to transform your money story. Here's what I wrote down. A couple of the ones that I had. So one of the beliefs I had was that there's never enough. 
I fully believe that there was never enough because growing up, that's how I always felt like there was never enough for everything that I wanted. There was never enough for, you know, me to go on all the vacations that I wanted. There was never enough for me to like, that was a belief that I had. And so I wrote down, cause it's, it's not just about identifying your old beliefs. Then it's about transforming them. What did I want my new belief to be? And what was I willing and open to believe instead of the old one? So there's never enough. I wrote, Reading my wealth consciousness books reminds me that there is always enough because when I start to understand wealth consciousness and when I'm reading these books and it's telling me all the things that it's telling me, then I've got no other option than to believe in abundance as I start to read these books and hear what they're telling me. So believing that there is enough is believing in abundance. Another belief I had, I am poor, but at least I'm a good person. Well, I might not have any money, but at least I'm a good person. All right, here's what I wrote. This was the new belief that I created. Money doesn't make me a bad person. So like, did you hear that? I'm poor, but at least I'm a good person. It's like I was equating being a good person with not having money. Like, well, it's okay because I don't have money. I'm a good person. Oh, yuck. That did not feel good. And it kept me poor. You know why? Because I wanted to believe I was a good person. And how could I stay a good person? By living into my belief of being poor kept me as a good person because I wasn't being greedy. I wasn't desiring things that I didn't need or deserve because that's what money does, right? No. So I wrote down, money doesn't make me a bad person. It allows me to amplify my already positive qualities. And it does. I get to show up and serve you all in this capacity because I've created a business out of it. And me receiving money for the services that I provide in my business means I get to keep showing up and keep doing this. And keep being more of me. So money amplifies the person that you already are. Money doesn't make you good. Money doesn't make you bad. Money makes you more of what you already are. Another one that I wrote down. Oh, this is a big one. And I find myself falling into this belief all the time still, even as recently as a couple of days ago. Money comes from hard work. That was my belief. Money comes from hard work. If that's the case, and I love, I love reminding people this. If it was the case that hard work got you money, then every waitress would be the richest person you know. Why do I say that? Well, because I used to be a waitress. I know how freaking hard they work. And I know most of them are not at the Oprah Winfrey level of success, of money. So if money really did come from hard work, then everybody who works hard would have as much money as they can possibly imagine. So that blows that theory out of the water. I'm not saying that you don't have to work or that there isn't, remember, we're always co-creating. You've got to show up and do your part. I wrote, it takes action to manifest and we are always co-creating with the universe. So you're still going to take action, but it doesn't need to be hard struggling action. You know, this idea that money's hard to earn and hard to spend. These are just beliefs that you get the option to transform. So my belief that I wanted to trade, so it was money comes from hard work. That was my belief. And I wrote money comes when you're ready and open to receive. And believe me, that's hard to believe at first because it seems so simple, right? Like, what do you mean? money? Oh, I'm ready to receive a billion dollars right now and it's not here. Then you're not really ready to receive. You're just saying that, but you're not embodying it. And in order to truly embody your beliefs, 
You've got to practice them. You've got to give them time to acclimate into you. And you've got to really, really want to believe them and stay open to believing them. Otherwise, you're just paying lip service to something that you don't really believe and you're just trying to go through the motions to make something happen that really isn't in your belief system of happening. You got me? Is this resonating? Let me know. Because these are some of my personal ones. And I could read a couple more to you guys about what I did to train. Like I wrote, oh, here's a good one. I'm not good enough to make money. This taps into the self-worth one, right? I'm not good enough to make money. That was my belief. I'm not good enough to make money. And I wrote my transformed belief that I wanted to adopt is my unique talents and abilities deserve to be exchanged for energy in the form of money. My unique talents and abilities deserve to be exchanged for energy in the form of money. Another belief I had, I can't handle or manage my money well because I have the history to prove it. I can show you where I've handled money very poorly in the past and I've racked up debt and I've done up, but that's my past and it doesn't have to be my future. But my belief was, well, I can't handle or manage money well. It's like saying, I'm not good at relationships. Well, you may have some relationships that didn't work out the way you wanted them to, but your belief that you're not good at relationships Guess what it's going to do? It's going to ruin every relationship that you get into moving forward because you believe that you're not good at relationships. So you are going to manifest that reality. You're going to live your way into that reality because have you ever heard somebody say, well, that didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise you because it played right into your beliefs. Um, One of the other ones that I wrote down, making money is just too difficult because how many times in my life had I tried to make money and it just was too difficult. It just, you know, it didn't, it didn't come easily. And it was just, you know, it's not for me. It's, it's for those people. Those people made a good investment. That's why they have money. That person got a huge, you know, inheritance from their dad when he passed away that, or that, that person had a, you know, parents who are really wealthy because they own this business. Like there was always a reason why other people had it and why I didn't. And making money was just too difficult. That was my belief. So my transformed belief is I can invite money to flow in by gratefully receiving what I already have. Gratitude. Be grateful for what you already have and you will be excited about inviting in more because you'll see more. You'll see other opportunities for more things to be grateful for and more things to appreciate. So again, these are just some of my transformed beliefs that I, and I wrote them down. Like I want you to know they're all written. I wrote them down because I wanted to see in like on paper, what my old beliefs were, and then I wanted to create a whole new rule for what my new beliefs would be, what I wanted them to be, and that felt a lot better. Okay, so let me recap. The first four, or the first three, number one, learn the truth about money. Number two, reclaim your worth. Number three, transform your beliefs. And number five, create your wealth consciousness workout. Many of you have heard me talk about wealth consciousness over and over again. I will keep talking about it over and over again, but I will be the first to tell you that two years ago, I didn't have a freaking clue what wealth consciousness meant. Well, actually three years ago, I didn't know. Two years ago, I, I was already I was already on the radar of wealth consciousness because I had already started reading books like You're a Badass at Making Money and books like The Science of Getting Rich. Once I started reading these, then wealth consciousness became a whole new thing for me. I started to understand, oh, there's another level of wealth that I didn't understand. Just like there used to be another level of health that I didn't understand. I thought I knew everything about health before I started changing my lifestyle and changing my beliefs around health and wellness. And then when I uncovered a whole new level of health and wellness, I was like, holy guacamole, I'm ditching all that. Like I used to drink carnation instant breakfasts in the morning for breakfast because I thought that they were healthy. I believed it. You couldn't serve me one of these now to like, 
saved my life. And listen, if you still drink Carnation, maybe you don't even know what it is. God, there's probably people in here that are way too young to know what it is. I don't even know if they still sell it because I don't shop at those stores and I don't buy that kind of stuff. But I used to drink it because I thought it was healthy. And then I had to just adopt new beliefs around money, money, money too. But around health, once I started, you know, when you know better, do better. It's a Maya Angelou quote. And it's so true. When we know better, do better. Now you have an opportunity to know better about money and it's your job to do better. And the way you do that is you create your wealth consciousness workout. So every day, this is no different than going to the gym. This is no different than prioritizing your health and wellness. You need to now prioritize your wealth, your health, and your wellness. All right, so create your own wealth consciousness workout. Do it every single day. I wrote, read wealth consciousness books, do your money mantras, practice gratitude, because in order to bring in more, you have to appreciate what you already have. And gratitude is the highest form of receiving. Because when you are in gratitude, what you're doing is receiving blessings constantly. Because you know what happens when you start to prioritize gratitude and you start to look in your life for gratitude? You see more opportunities because you're changing your perspective. You're like, oh, I'm so grateful. I have this little thing right here that I needed of paper clips and it's right in front of me. How convenient. Oh my gosh, everything's always working out for me. Look, my iPad's charged and I didn't even realize that I was charging it and I need it for something tonight and I need it to be fully charged. You start to see things completely from a different lens when you focus on gratitude and you are receiving. You're receiving the blessings in your life that you are otherwise ignoring. When you don't focus on gratitude, you're ignoring those blessings. You're not mad at them. You're not, you're not like, you're just not seeing them for what they are. You're not acknowledging them, them as blessings. And when you start to look around, and you become grateful for the things in your life, you have more things to be grateful for because that's what you're looking for. So I want you to practice gratitude. To bring in more, you have to apply what you, uh, or you have to appreciate what you already have now. And part of your wealth consciousness, this is my favorite part of this lesson, okay? Part of what I need you to learn is that in order to receive, in order for more money to come back to you, you have to put it in flow. Money needs to flow. You can't sit on it. You can't just be like, oh, I got all the money I need. Now I'm just going to sit on it. It's just like water. If water sits in a, like if I had this glass, this cup of water that I filled it up with and I didn't touch this glass and I let it sit here for, I don't know, 17 days, what's going to happen to this water? It's going to get stagnant. It's going to get icky because water needs to move. It's meant to be in flow. Money is the exact same way. So part of your assignment in building your wealth consciousness is put money in flow. Maybe tip your delivery driver a little bit more than you would have. Be generous. I'm not saying give all of your money away. I'm saying be generous with what you have and more will come back to you. And when you put it in flow, you're giving your money the opportunity to come back to you. And when you believe in abundance and you know that there's more than enough for you and everybody, then you're not worried about putting money into flow because you know it's coming back to you. But you can't know that and believe that until you start doing your up-leveling and your wealth consciousness work. And your wealth consciousness workout has to be done every single day. All right. So on that note, I'm going to say goodbye, good evening, and I will see you all in here very, very soon. Love you all. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. 
You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.